Beat this drum to death. GalaxyCon has been really cool to me um, in terms of giving me this opportunity because not every show does this or ha even fosters these kinds. There's been shows that I've done for a de almost a decade that would straight say no <laughs> to even an open discussion panel for anything, let alone this. So um, GalaxyCon has been really great for me. They let me do this in Raleigh. They let me do this here. Um, I usually bend, which is a great thing too, but I'm just really appreciative of how they've actually handled giving us the opportunities. Um, so this morning, we're uh, going to be jumping into just a discussion about maybe being in the wrong place at the wrong time. But uh, on a, a low-key subtitle of this is uh, uh, Marvel Glow-Ups. Um, if you kind of know what I'm talking about, it's not going to be Marvel, but it'll be a little bit of both. But um, you know the, the term glow-up, like when you start off kind of rough, and then you kind of all of a sudden get really beautiful or good at something, and you just kind of shine? Um, one of our guests this weekend at the con is uh, Alan... Richardson? Did we say his name right? Richardson. Richardson. Okay. Um, how many of y'all remember him on air on uh, Smallville? See, I didn't watch Smallville. Um, I just didn't. That, well, I wasn't in that stage in life at that point. Uh, I didn't watch it. But uh, Alan Richardson was Green or was Aquaman on Smallville. Um, for uh, he wasn't the only Aquaman. I think they recast him at some point too. But um, he was Aquaman on Smallville. And you know, if you were going to be in a superhero show. Being Aquaman in that outfit in the early 2000s is probably not how you want to go down in history as your crowning achievement of who you were. Um, because uh, it's, I mean, the Justice League aspect of Smallville lasted like this long, and it wasn't even like a, a really big thing. Um, well, he kind of did a small glow up with his superhero career. In a, you, probably don't, you might not recognize that, but he was Raphael in the most recent Ninja Turtle movies. Um, and so that wasn't just voice work. As you notice, they literally wore these giant suits with cameras and recording stuff and had to run around and do all these things. Um, so if you go back and watch the most recent Turtle movies, like he was uh, Raphael in that. And um, so beyond that, so a little bit of glow up, maybe. A little, little change. Um, but then even more so, uh, recently, uh, the reason I believe he got booked for uh, GalaxyCon initially was Titans. Um, uh, he played Hawk on the most re on Titans on uh, started on DC Universe and then went over to HBO Max. Rest in peace DC Universe. Um, I, I was at uh, San Diego in 2019 when DC Universe had just barely launched and they um, the announcement came that HBO Max was coming and I, st I stood at the booth for DC Universe and I was like why are you guys selling a year subscription when this is, thing's going to go down in like six months? They're like, this, the guy looked at me and said, DC Universe is never going down. <laughs> I believed in him. He believed. We believed together. It's okay. It was, it was a good effort. Um, but Hawk, he went to play on to play Hawk on uh, Titans. And personally speaking, I think the Hawk and Dove backstory stuff on Titans was the most powerful stuff out of the whole series. Um, it was painful, but it was powerful. Um, but so continual glow up from, from, you know, orange and green wetsuit to this, it's a pretty big step up. And so he got killed off on Titans, um, on purpose. Like he asked, he went and requested because he was offered to play the role of Reacher. Um, Lee Childs is, uh, role that, you know, is a big fictional thing. And, um, so 
he literally said, hey, this is the next step up. And that DC was really cool about Titans crew was really good about it. They wrote him off, but they also made him a ghost so he can come back. Like, in case, there's basically saying, in case Reacher doesn't work, you've got a window to come home. And so, like, we'll bring you back. It'll be okay. We'll write you back in. Um, but if you notice, if you, if you would have looked at his life um, and said that uh, Green Air, that, sorry, Green Air is in that picture. It throws me off every time with that one. If you had said Aquaman was going to be his crowning achievement, especially compared to Momoa's Aquaman, it wouldn't have been, wouldn't have said, man, I'm satisfied with my whole life's goal right now. Um, but one of the things that we see so often is that our lives move in stages. Our lives move in stages where we, we look at our lives like we want to look like we've already arrived when we're really just in the process of getting there. And some of us, we look at some seasons of our lives and we think, if this is what life is, I really don't want it. Um, it does not be morbid. But some of us really look at situations, we go through a bad breakup, we lose a job, we go through a global pandemic for surprise reasons. And, you know, we go through these things and we feel like this isn't what I wanted my life to be. We get really discouraged by illnesses, um, stuff that just pops up out of nowhere. Um, not to be, like, sad or emo about everything either. So I was here two years ago doing this. In that two-year window, we didn't just have a pandemic in my family. My wife went through breast cancer. And uh, we went through that whole process of chemo and surgery and surgery. And just the, from surgery to surgeries was a full year of treatments, of medical treatments, of what that did on us emotionally, physically, mentally. Um, it was a lot. So not only were uh, the world shut down, we were going through that at the same time. Like, her first appointment where she got chemo, she had an allergic reaction and flatlined. And I wasn't allowed to be in the building. I got a text. And I was in the middle of all this, like, this isn't what I want life to look like right now. Um, <laughs> this is rough. And watching what it was doing to my kids was just not my favorite thing, not my favorite season of life. So there are times when you're going to look at your life and think, this is not where I want to be. Sometimes you're, you're Aquaman uh, Richson instead of Reacher Richson. You might be in those different stages. But the, the whole blow-up process is something we've seen a lot over the last decade or so with, with actors throughout superheroes, stuff like that. Um, you know, we went from yeah. Human Torch to Captain America with Chris Evans. Because, um, I mean, if think about what the world would look like in nerd culture if we stopped with Human Torch. And, you know, maybe we got John Krasinski as Captain America. Like, it's, I know he was a consideration or whatever. Um, it's just, can you imagine watching The Office with Jim Swole for no apparent reason? Um, but, you know, his thing, because also, too, not only about just casting things, but how many of you personally consider the original Fantastic Four movies a huge success? Oh, wait, not, not the 80s and 90s one, but like yeah, that never really, but like the, the Fox era ones. You consider Curious Evans' Human Torch movies a human or a huge success. Anybody like, those were bangers. I live by those. Tatted on my chest. Like, anybody? <laughs> like, so most people don't consider Chris Evans' Human Torch stuff to be his pinnacle either. But not only that, but if you would have been a part of that and said, you know what, those were failures, we can't give him another opportunity to do that. And some of us, we look at the failures that we have in our lives right now, and we think, uh, I don't deserve another opportunity. Or that the world won't give me another opportunity. We have to realize that just because we have a rough season, even if we have failures that are completely our fault or choices, 
that doesn't mean we're disqualified from getting second chances. That doesn't mean we're done. That doesn't mean we're over. Um, there's more and more illustrations. I'm not going to spend a lot of time just on these guys. But uh, going from another human torch to Killmonger. I meant big difference. If Michael B. Jordan's only contribution was Human Torch, meant most people didn't even see the 2015 Fantastic Four, let alone remember him for that. Um, even more so, and this is what I'm pointing out. I want to point out on this too. Before we before we even like jump into scripture too, I'll just point out as well. Ryan Reynolds started as Deadpool, but it was a really bad Deadpool. Then he went to Green Lantern. I don't know if that's a glow up. It might glow, but it's not a glow up. Um, so he went from Deadpool to Green Lantern, and those aren't necessarily forward motion. But he, the, Deadpool was the right role for him. But sometimes, y'all, we get the right thing at the wrong time, which makes it the wrong thing. Because if we're if we're hungry for opportunities and we're hungry for praise, success, different things like that. Sometimes we might even meet the right person, but we meet the right person at the wrong time. Sometimes there's opportunities for like growth and leadership in our lives, and we want to jump in and take it before it's the right time for it. And if you do the right thing at the wrong time, because you're rushing it and pushing it, Ryan Reynolds, I'm so grateful for his success and everything he's done so far. When he got to the script portion of the design stuff of Deadpool, and he knew what he wanted, might have been like, pump the brakes, guys. Let's wait and do this the right way. Now, Maybe the reality is, though, if that hadn't happened, this probably wouldn't have happened. And yeah. some of us, we look at the rough situations, we look at the painful things in our lives and think, man, I wish I could have bypassed that part. But the, the honest truth is, the hard things that you've gone through is the stuff that you probably had to go through to get to where you are, because otherwise you wouldn't be ready for it. There's a passage in James 1, 2 through 4 that tells us that we actually need to consider the stuff that we suffer through, joy, because it builds up the, us to be ready for it. it, develops perseverance that we're ready for whatever we face. So I want to encourage you, if you've done something that you were really passionate about, if you really believed in something, and it failed miserably, that doesn't mean you need to quit it forever. Maybe it was just the wrong time um, with that. But So we had Ryan Reynolds. Um, this one too, like, sometimes you literally have no idea how big something could be for you. Um, Paul Bettany spent several movies just being the voiceover for Iron Man's computer. Just being Jarvis. Yeah, and there was whispers of that he would be Vision at some point, but he didn't have that in steel, or in, in stone. Even when Endgame happened, or when Infinity War happened, he didn't know WandaVision was coming. When, he, when Infinity War happened and he died, he thought he was done. The next time Marvel called him, he thought it was to like sign over to say you're officially done, not that you're getting a TV series. We really have no idea what's coming next in our lives, and we need to realize that if, if you feel like you've been stuck in the same position for a while, don't don't give up on yourself with that. And I'm about to be done with your illustrations and jump the scripture. Last thing. Now, this is arguable because some people might not even call this a glow. Personally, I feel like Ben Affleck did a wonderful job as Batman. He just had bad opportunities where he played Batman. Um, I feel like, you know, and for the credit, I believe Daredevil 2000 was good for, like, 2000, like, era. I mean, for as far as superhero movies go of that era, it wasn't bad. I didn't even put him up here for the same concept, but look at Colin Farrell, man. To go from Bullseye to Penguin, like, and the fact that we call Penguin a good role now, 
versus just being like something comical. Penguin, I mean, he's getting his own HBO Max series for uh, uh, Penguin, a six-episode drama just for Penguin. So, I mean, it's, the opportunities are going to be there. And all these things to say that sometimes we really look at our lives and feel like we've hit a low season and it's never going to get better. It's never going to be stronger. Oh, yeah, and Leto with, again, opinions. So I want to share the scripture with you. Um, I, even I, am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake and remember your sins no more. Uh, this is a ver uh, verse from Isaiah. It's uh, God speaking to Israel specifically in context. We say this, God looks at us and says, I don't want to remember your sins. I don't want to hold you accountable that. How many of you, when you watch Endgame or you watch any Captain America movie, say, I won't enjoy this because you were Human Torch? Anybody like, like just straight up refuse to enjoy something because of that? We don't do that. Um, I'll get to you. We don't really do that too often. We might remember it. And I really appreciated Ryan Reynolds making fun of Green Lantern and the old Deadpool and his stuff. like making. And he even made a press release last week and said he's never going to stop making fun of Green Lantern. Um, so that's going to keep coming. Um, but we get in these places where we look at other people and, but more often than not, we look at ourselves like our mistakes, our failures, and our bad choices are who or what defines us. God looks at us and says, I don't even want to hold all this stuff against you. I want to bring you forgiveness. I want you to be able to grow and move on. So if you're in a position where you're holding your failures, your sins, your mistakes against you, against you, that's not who you're supposed to be. Holding on to the stuff from your past Yes, you might have been completely responsible. You might have, the, bad, the choices you made, you might be 100% responsible for. That doesn't mean that's supposed to define you for the rest of your life. Um, God wants to offer us grace in those things. And if making one bad superhero movie disqualified every, other, every actor from ever making another one, our whole world would be missing out on some really good stuff. And if you look at your life and think that one bad day, one bad season, one bad month, one bad choice disqualifies you from actually getting to have a life of purpose and meaning, that's not what God has intended for you. Uh, he says, I, even I, he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake and remembers your sins no more. Uh, Psalms 103 says this in verses 10 through 12. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far he has removed our transgressions from us. Now I just want to point out, uh, this is even this is Psalms, y'all. This is pre-Jesus, pre-Christ, this is pre-Jesus on a cross. But this is pre-Jesus in that God was trying to offer us forgiveness and wanting to blot out our sins even before then. Because, you know, we look at, you'll hear a lot of people say, the God of the Old Testament is vengeful. I mean, yeah, there's some stuff in there, sure. Um, that is aggressive. But even in the Old Testament, God wanted to offer us grace and forgiveness. That's the, who God was, even in the Old Testament. It's not just a New Testament thing. Because this is smack dab in the middle of the Old Testament, of where we were. And that God wants to offer us grace. He says, He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. As far as the heavens are from the birth above the earth, so great is His love for those who fear Him. From the east is the west. And one of the things I love about East and West is literally, if you are going east and west in opposite directions, you're never going to change direction. It keeps separating. God does not want to hold us against us. And how many of you, if you get in a fight with somebody, 
inevitably in that fight, they're going to bring up your past. At some point, maybe if it's a spouse, maybe it's a coworker or someone. Like, it can go civil for a little bit, then all of a sudden, you remember that thing you did in 2003? Yeah. <laughs> that comes back up. God is not a God who's going to bring this stuff back up as weaponry against us. He looks at your failures as things that he's shown love and forgiveness to, and he's not trying to hold it over you as weapons. Um, because I, 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 can't, I can't imagine uh, Michael B. Jordan walking into Marvel in his pressure of knowing the last thing he did for Marvel, Big Marvel, was Human Torch. That's like, hey guys, you remember me? I did that thing. And it wasn't as, you know, not that it was his fault, but sometimes our situations make us look like, but there are so many people that miss out on good life and good quality of life because they disqualify themselves because they think their actions have discounted them for the rest of their lives. They cancel themselves. God is a God who is offering grace even to the absolute worst of us in that. And one of, one of my favorite things that he says to us is, um, Ezekiel 36, 26, this is again specifically talking to Israel, um, but he says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. God literally says, I want to take the stuff that's broken in you, that's wounded, that's hard, and I want to give you something that's living. How many of you feel like your circumstances in your life have hardened your heart? That bitterness, frustration, regret, um, I can tell you this, um, again, I don't want to be super emo, in this statement, okay, I lost both of my parents in like a two-year window. I got a little bit hardened. My heart hardened a little bit. Um, a few miscarriages. Heart hardened a little bit. Middle of a pandemic and cancer. Yeah, it just dial it, keep on, it keeps turning. And I know that if I don't push back against that, I'm just going to get callous and hard. And I'm going to shut down. I'm going to stop caring. Um, I've had successes and I've had failures. And honestly, when your heart is hard, even successes feel like failures. 2019 on paper was the best year of my life. On paper. If you put down all the cool stuff that happened to me in 2019, it was literally like a highlight year on accomplishments. But it was one of the most miserable years of my life because my heart was in the wrong place. And every good thing that was going on felt like trash. And I, I felt better emotionally when the pandemic happened than when all the good stuff happened in 2019. Because my heart was in the wrong place. And I want to encourage you that if, if you're in the situation where you're going through stuff right now in your life that might even be good stuff, but you're not enjoying it or you're not experiencing what you need to, maybe there's a part of your heart that's a little hard and you need God to do some work in there with that. And I, I do believe that God can change the hardest heart. Not change that you have to be like manipulated, but change that he can heal. Because what it's talking about here is a transplant. It's talking about taking something that's broken and wounded and giving that. Because when you look at the, the actors and stuff that I threw up earlier, nobody really hates these people for their past anymore with the stuff that they're doing now. If people hate Ben Affleck as Batman, they don't hate him because of Daredevil. They hate him because he, they don't like his Batman. Um... But they're not holding that past. I want to encourage you, don't let your past stuff be that. Um, there's this scripture in 2 Corinthians 5. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, it's a new creation. Um, the, new is, the new creation has come. The old is gone. The new is here. All, that is from, all this is from God, who reconciled himself, or reconciled, sorry, it's hard to read upside down, who reconciled us to himself through Christ 
and gave us that ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. Same echo, same phrase that you see in Psalms 103. As he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. The whole concept of reconciliation is that God wants to bring healing and make right what's broken. Now, not that it's his fault, but that it's our fault, and that he wants to actually mend these things. When we look at our life and the stuff that we struggle with, we shouldn't ever look at it and say, God is looking at us like we're done and we're broken. Um, Psalms 139, verse 16, and student 19, if you check out that passage, tells us that God, or David is talking to God. He says, you've written in your book all the, my days of my life before I even drew a breath. It's like God knew our story before we even drew breath. And nothing we do surprises him. Nothing we do is going to disappoint him because he already knows what's going to happen. But he still shows us the same amount of love. Now, if you were looking, if you were uh, Deadpool, or if you were Ryan Reynolds' family or manager, or even Ryan Reynolds, and you were looking at what happened with, Marvel, with Wolverine Origins in 2009, would you think, hey, in a, a few years, I'm going to be Deadpool again, and I'm going to have multiple sequels and all these things? You wouldn't look at it because, like, it won't be that. But there was a reconciliation with there. And I'm going to tell you this, the hardest parts of your life right now, it may look completely different. Your life may be completely different, but everything that's broken in your life can be reconciled in the hands of God. Now, let me say, reconciliation doesn't always mean it's perfect. Or it doesn't always mean it's easy. Sometimes it just means that what's broken is healed, and that might leave scars. And those scars are still part of healing. Um, Switchfoot has this lyric, the wound is where the light shines through. Um, that our scars are proof of where we're healing. Um, but I just want to encourage you that this is the heart of God when it comes to us when we're broken, is to bring reconciliation, to bring healing. Um, and sometimes, y'all, it's not just about... I didn't even think about saying spoilers or anything, so I'm sorry, it's on the world now. Um, uh, yeah, it's in the trailer now for the new stuff. Um, but to say this, sometimes... It's not even about that you're in the wrong place or the, even the wrong time. It's just that you might be doing everything you're supposed to be doing and the people just aren't the people in your lives just aren't appreciating it. Sometimes it literally is about just being faithful to who you are and what you're supposed to do. I'll be super honest. I did not watch The Amazing Spider-Man 1 or 2 when they came out. You know when I watched them? Two days before No Way Home. Um, so, like, we were on a family, like, in, I've got a 14-year-old, an 11-year-old, and a 9-year-old. And none of them had seen any Spider-Man movies that weren't Tom Holland. So the weeks leading up to that, we're like, all right, let's plow through these things. And um, so we bought the first two uh, Spider-Man movies, and we rented three. And, um, <laughs> and uh, then um, we rented one and two, but while we were on, of Amazing Spider-Man, we were on a family vacation at Disney with my in-laws, and it timed out that we were going to be there, and um, so we're literally, we're doing a theme park all day, all right, let's watch an Amazing Spider-Man, theme park all day, Spider-Man, um, and so I saw Gwen's death, like, the day before No Way Home, so when it got to uh, a moment in No Way Home, my daughter and I just look at each other, oh! We're just like ugly crying. Um, just straight up bawling in the theater, like leaned over on my side, weeping. Um, the reality is, he did something great, and I never noticed it. 
I like I straight up when those movies came out. I remember when those movies came out. I was doing Comic Cons, and I was at a Comic Con in Myrtle Beach, and a guy straight up said to me, "You're gonna watch this new movie?" I'm like, "No." It's like I'm tired of Spider Man. Spider Man's dumb. It was like it's just like I'm 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 over. I'm like I'm done with Spider Man origin stories. I'm like I'm just done, and I missed out on something really good because I wasn't ready for it. Sometimes y'all, it's just about you being faithful to actually keep going where you're at, and sometimes. If we're waiting on other people to give us validation that we're doing the right thing, we're going to miss out. Because there's a Bible verse, Galatians 1.10. It says, am I living now to please God or to please man? Because I can't be a servant of God if I'm living to please man. And he did his thing, and shame on me. Because I saw those things, and I was like, well, that was delightful. The writing was weird, um, but the performances were great. And sometimes you're going to be doing stuff in your life for years before anybody ever notices you're doing it. But sometimes you have to really be honest with yourself that you look at what you're doing and you don't see value in what you're doing because other people aren't giving you validation. If you know that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, even if nobody else is clapping for you, know that God is celebrating you. Because if you do anything with Colossians 3.23 says, whatever you do with your whole heart, do it for God, not for man. And if you are doing something you know is right with your whole heart and you're following through with it, God's celebrating you even if nobody else is. And then years down the road, somebody might look at you and be like, hey, good job. <laughs> Are we home style? Um, and it, it's, it's still like a small like joke with me that I just keep myself in check with. I, I got to be a guest at San Diego, but my local library won't carry my books. I got to be a guest at San Diego, but my local newspapers never mentioned me. And so it's just one of those things. It's like everybody, you're not always going to get applause from people for, for the good things that you are doing. Same thing with this. Michael Keaton, like there's more people excited about Michael Keaton's Batman coming in the Flash than, you know. I remember 89 Batman, and I try, when I watch the old Batmans now, I'm like, mm, that's a little corny. Like maybe because everything's dark and gritty now and realistic, and I, that's what I'm gauging it by. Really, there's a whole bunch of people that are excited about this now because of that. So I want to I just love on you and tell you this. When we're broken, when we're hurting, when we feel like we haven't gotten where we're supposed to be or that things aren't going the way they're supposed to be, Jesus makes a statement, come and follow me, he said, and I will make you fishers of men. He said this to these disciples that had said, you know what, my life is going to be fishing. This is what my life is going to be. God showed up and said, let me show you what your life is actually supposed to be. Some of us, we are so set in where we've been and what we're doing that we think that this is what our life is supposed to be for the rest of our lives. And we miss out on the fact that if we simply trust God a little bit more, we might actually be able to get uh, a better picture. Just snap it for a I shut down here. Uh, we might be able to actually get a better picture of what God is calling us to. He says, come and follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Now, I'm not telling you God's telling you to be fishers of men, other than the fact that if you're a Christian, you're called to actually share your faith. Um, what that looks like, and to disciple others. But the reality is, when God comes to us, when we actually let God be involved in where we are in our life, He leads us in directions that go beyond where we're comfortable with already. So maybe the next step in your life is the fact that if you're feeling this hurt, this breakdown, this thing, maybe your next step is that you, God actually is trying to lead you to take a step forward but you're holding on to your past so much that you won't take that step. Um, even with this, um, some of y'all are just burnt out and tired. Anybody burn out and tired? Um, one of my favorite passages, Matthew 11, 28 says, Come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take your yoke upon me and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, 
you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy, my burden is light. He's straight, this isn't, y'all, this isn't some quid pro quo, do this, I'll do this for you if you do this. He said, listen, if you're hurting and tired, come to me, let me take care of you. Um, let me give you the rest you need, because y'all, I, I don't know about you, but sometimes, how many of you waste the day off? You get a day off and then it just becomes less than a day off. It always becomes something else. Sometimes you have to be made to rest. For me, I, my body usually goes until I'm, I get sick and have to pass out. Like, for me to rest usually means I get sick and I actually have to stay home long enough to get rest. Um, sometimes you're in a place where you can't actually enjoy where your life is and what you're going through because you haven't had time to actually breathe because you're still pushing yourself. If you are in a place where you haven't been able to just stop long enough to breathe, know that God actually wants you to be able to rest, to heal, to be able to grow from the things you've done. Uh, not that I wish, not that I wish that I go through the, that hard things, but the hard things usually make us slow down enough to actually appreciate life and what we're going through. So I just want to encourage you: if you're in a place where you are regretting and begrudging everything that you're doing, even if it's something that you once loved. Rest is important, and if you're not finding it anywhere else, you can find it in Christ with that. So just some questions because we're, we've got about four minutes left. Um, so this, what will it take for you to let God give you a second chance? Some of you are in places in your life where you are still identifying yourself by your biggest failures, your biggest mistakes, your past, your green lanterns, your... Uh, your um, daredevils, your, your old past stuff, some of you are still identifying yourself by your past failures. What will it take for you to actually let God give you a second chance and believe what he says about you? Because if, if you're holding on to just where you've been in the past, y'all, that is a discouraging place to be. Second is this, uh, what old version of yourself do you need to let go of? Um, if now, I actually do hope the Wolverine Origins Deadpool shows up in the next movie just for fun. Like, because we're doing multiverse stuff now, and it's, you know, canon. We could get, you know, more of that. That could be fun. But how many of y'all have old versions of yourself? Maybe it's stuff that you know that you is toxic in your life, but you're still holding on to it. Maybe stuff that was from your past that you keep dredging up. But what, what part of you from your past do you need to let go of so you can actually take steps forward to where God is calling you and what he's doing in your life? Because some of us, we can't, we get in our own way of taking a step where we're actually supposed to be. Um, and then to ask this: uh, What version of you do you think your next step is? Like, if you were to let go of these things, if you were actually take steps to be, to let go of your past, to stop judging yourself and condemning yourself, what would the next version of you be? What would your glow be? What would your uh, next moment be? Because, I mean, I know there's a million. Uh, vampire bat jokes with Pattinson right now, but legit that one was good, and I was really impressed. And you know, for me, that's that's a step forward in that capacity. What would your next step look like? Because some of, one of the big reasons that we uh, we get caught up waiting for our next step to be thrown at us, when it, we really need to come to a place of realizing what you actually desire, what are you pursuing? Proverbs sixteen nine says. Uh, in a man's heart, he plans his steps, but the Lord directs his path. If you don't have a desire in the direction you're actually pursuing, you know, God, you know, it's that whole thing of like, where do you want to eat? I don't know, where do you want to eat? You're literally sitting there asking God to give you direction, and God's just saying, all right, where are you going? 
so he can give you your next step, your next direction with that. Um, that is going to be close to our time. Um, we've got about three minutes left, and I just want to give you opportunity if you wanted to ask any questions, discuss anything before uh, they kick us out, because I want to be respecters of the next person's time as well. This is my info for the most part. Um, I'm at booth 1611, uh, right under the 1600 flag on the floor. So there's the 1600 flag, and I'm two tables down. So if you're trying, if you want to find me, I'll be at the booth the rest of the day. If you want to come talk, if you want to have any conversations, I'll be hanging out there today. But if you have any questions before we leave here today, uh, we got a couple minutes. Okay. With that too, whenever you're dealing with cultures and stuff like that, there's always going to be people it's more real to than others. Because realistically, just like you play Druid, there's plenty of people who play clerics um, or uh, paladins and stuff like that that might be more or on those lines. Um, if, if it's something that's a, I, I really draw the line. If it's something that's affecting you in a negative, don't. Um, but also, if you feel a conviction about it, if you have to ask, if you have to ask, is this okay for me? It's probably not. Um, if, you, if you're in a place where you have to question, obviously question and like do like good search on it. But um, the biggest thing is like is your attitude and how you do it. If you're intentionally doing it in ways you know is hurting other people or bringing other people down, that needs to shift. Um, because you know there there are people you know that are still considering themselves Druid or practicing like Norse religion things like that. That doesn't mean you can't watch Thor, but you shouldn't mock them in what they're doing and. It, it, it really is just a balance of how you handle sensitive stuff. And it's, it's not that I expect you to do homework after yesterday, but I really do think Romans 14 is like the best condensed version on how to deal with what your convictions go with all those things. Um, I know that's not a great answer. That's the best answer. Yeah, dude. Something that Ed, uh, talks about second If you look through any biblical leader from like David, Abraham, any of those guys, they continually were failures all yeah. throughout it. Um, and like they were hot butter garbage through most of their lives, and God still gave them glory and said, Hey, good job. Um, but I just want to encourage you, there's more than second chances, and that uh, God is the one who actually wants to give those to you, so don't neglect that. Yes, ma'am. And you're my last one, because more times. Yeah, and uh, Andre Crouch, uh, in one of his songs, had that comment that helped me for years. If I never had a problem, I'd never know that God could solve That's great. That's amazing. Sweet.
Y'all, this is our time. Thank y'all so much for hanging out with me this morning, spending your hour at GalaxyCon. Thank you. Um, if you enjoyed it, uh, make sure you tell GalaxyCon. Um, if you didn't enjoy it, forget that I asked the question. <laughs> and um, I'll be down at 1611 if y'all want to come by today. Thank y'all so much.